0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com.
1: Hey, everybody. We are live. We're inside of two minutes. Sorry, I was late getting this up. Clock was running a little bit faster than I thought. And we have Jonas in the green room. I'm going to bring him in momentarily. Welcome to the show, Clifford. Yes. 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 And yes. Let me switch scenes real quick. Bring Jonas in. There's Jonas. Jonas, how are you doing? Oh,
2: yeah. I mean,
1: yeah.
2: Well, like, Two or three quarters ago, I, I was angry. Right now, I'm just,
1: yeah. Uh huh. And I forgot to send this link to flip. Damn it. Here we go. Link goes off to flip. And Matt, how are you doing there, buddy? Oh, I am fabulous. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> go brian hey clifford thanks for joining us i know we've had some live shows on running concurrently we wanted to wait till this one is over it is over now we're going to do the roll in we're inside two minutes win or lose join us on climbing the pockets the final score Back and we've got everybody who wants to start this off while well, I send out the tweet <laughs>
3: I, I think we should give it to Flip
1: low lights <laughs> <laughs> um, I can
0: Everything. only pick one I can only pick one I'm going to give it to the Minnesota Vikings coaches. Uh, Everything that Dallas did today, we knew that this was a game about strengths versus weaknesses. We knew we were going to have a problem on the offensive line. Uh, We knew they were going to try to run the ball effectively. We thought we could run the ball effectively in this game. We also thought we had some matchups. Uh... And with our receivers against their secondary. And what what I is it, it hurts me so much is that we didn't see anything to kind of counteract for some of those weak spots. We knew our offensive line was going to get their ass kicked. They got their ass kicked. Our coaching staff had no answers. There was no can we move Kirk in the pocket? Can we do a, can we do a screen? Can we do a quick game? I didn't see any of that at any point in the game today. Uh, The defense had no answers for their run game, and that really set up everything that Dallas did up to that point. Yes, I understand that we're injured. I understand that we don't have our Class A starters. That's true for every team in the National Football League right now. So you have to develop. A game plan as coaches that fits the team that you're playing against,
2: mm-hmm. and that
0: fits the players you have available. And the Minnesota Vikings coaches completely failed today.
1: Yeah. Okay. Not going to disagree. They. I, this is one of those they suffered from a hangover and all the publicity win. Of last week and they got their pants blown off.
3: The second worst uh loss in Vikings history, uh, from a from a margin perspective, thirty seven points. Ooh. It, uh, you know I just laugh. I, it's kinda of humorous to me. I, I, I know the I know the mood is down, but you know, it when you have games like this. It's very simple to go back to work the next day. Because you know what you do? You just, you don't even, I don't think they look at it, to be honest. I think they just forget about it.
1: It's a burn the tape game. That's what Darren Campbell said in the chat. It's a burn the tape game.
0: Why do you, why do you got to burn the tape? All the other tapes look just like this.
1: Oh, it's All the other tapes look just like this. No. We're eight and two. They don't all look like this. Against crummy opponents. (laughs) <laughs> Buffalo isn't crummy. Buffalo ran the ball all Green, over us. Green Bay beat this team last week. So, so the
0: Cowboys aren't good. Is LA- no,
1: obviously, they have figured out what they need to do to win, and they are doing it well. It, it's, it's not totally Pollard. Totally did Pollard run ran all over us. The
0: reason this? everyone's so quiet right now and despondent is because that was not that surprising. It was not that surprising based on what this well, team has shown
3: us. Uh, it, I mean, it was surprising. we right. 2 I mean, with a negative point differential. Influenced heavily by one game.
1: And there have been Super Bowl winners that had that one game during the season where they got smoked. This... Hopefully is our one game and it doesn't become a trend. The best thing that could happen to the Vikings is they play on Thursday. They have very little time to meet uh to uh what is it, uh marinate over it. I I think in normal circumstances
3: I, I I think a quick turnaround probably would be like, Yep, that's good, let's forget this game, let's move on. But there were some injuries that that racked up today. Um, which have me a little bit concerned as we head into this week versus the Patriots, right? I mean, you got Darozat is likely going to be out, you know, second concussion and as many days. Ezra Cleveland got hurt. Um, I don't know. It's just I kind I kind of want those days to to heal up. So it's it's going to be a tall task, but I'm not I'm not ready to to click the the panic button here. Um, they just didn't show up. They just did not show up today. Um, you could tell very early on that they just lacked the physicality up front in the trenches. Um, they were getting pushed back, and I mean, Kirk looked like you know some resemblance of what we've seen from him way in the in the past, right? I mean there there were opportunities out there. I mean, they even showed it on the on the broadcast, but he just froze in some key moments. Um, they got rid of Dalvin or they stopped running the ball super early. Dalvin was running at like almost six a clip and they just were like, nah, we're, we're done. Um, yeah, just top to bottom. They didn't show up today. And, um, when you don't show up, you deserve to get your ass kicked. And they did.
1: So Jonas, what's your take? I think. I think.
2: Overall you can say that this game was representative of the season because obviously it wasn't. If it was, they wouldn't be eight and two. The one thing that kind of concerns me is one issue that showed up all season long, and that's that the offense just has way too many just god-awful stretches. This offense doesn't have a flaw, this offense doesn't have a basis where it, it just can fall back on. And that's, that's a big issue. That's one thing that just can't happen. You have to have this kind of flaw. You have to have solutions uh, where you can go to when the other things don't go well. And those solutions have to come with the quick passing game, which hasn't been there all season. They haven't been able to generate uh, a somewhat effective quick passing game all season. Every time they throw something quick, it's like a screen, something designed, something manufactured. They don't have a quick passing game which isn't manufactured passes. And that's how you get your ass kicked against defensive, sli- defensive lines like that. Because if you can't have a... a an effective, quick game, you you will put your offense in bad situations, and that's exactly what happened. That's what happened against the Dolphins. That's what happened against the Commanders. And it's shown all season, and at some point they have to figure out how to get a, a consistent quick passing game, because that's how you play around a bad offensive line. That's how you get around this issue, and Right now, this offense doesn't have a floor, and it. On the other hand, this offense has a very high ceiling. It show it showed up late, uh, late in games a lot of the times. But this this ceiling doesn't isn't worth much because you won't be able to reach it all the time. And the Vikings show that they can't reach that all the time. But that's okay if you have a certain floor where can, where you can fall back on. And that's what the Vikings don't have. And that's why the Vikings have had stretches like those 10 or 11 three and outs they had against uh, the Dolphins. That's why they had the game like this. And that's the one thing that concerns me about this game because that's a recurring as- issue.
0: I think that's really well said, and a lot of people are saying, well, you know, it's not Kirk's fault, or a lot of people are saying, well, look, we just had to play a good D-line, we were outmatched, you know, we've seen this before, just like Jonas said, we saw it against the Dolphins, we saw it against the Commanders, you look at the NFC playoff picture, is it full with a bunch of great teams? Maybe not necessarily, but it's full with a a bunch of great defensive lines, whether it's Philadelphia Philadelphia or Dallas, or San Francisco, or Tampa Bay. And you're going to have to go against these great defenses. So you need to show the ability, all 53 men on the roster, all of the coaches need to show the ability to counteract this weakness because it's not just going to go away.
1: Old Viking asked you a question, Flip. Did you empty the whiskey bottle before half?
0: (laughs) I
3: don't know what you're talking about. (laughs)
1: <laughs> He's obviously still got some in his glass.
3: <laughs> he had to go to, buy another bottle. He took halftime to go to the liquor store. I only drink when we're winning.
1: To me, this is one of those games that literally it happens and you move on from it. I don't think – do I want Ed Donatel to scheme up better and get more pressure? Yes. Do I want Kevin O'Connell to rein in the offense and get going? a little bit better, you know, to throw more than two passes to Justin Jefferson in the first half? Yes. But do I think it is a precursor to what we're going to see the rest of the season and the Vikings are doomed? No, I don't think that for a second. I think this is a very good team, very talented team, and that they can turn this around, take this as a one of those learning lessons and uh, get better from here. This is the only that's, game so far this season they have not improved.
0: Well, that's, that's too simple for me, David, because, you know, I do think that the Vikings can turn this around. But I think the ways we need to turn it around are exactly what we saw. we needed to see them go against a matchup like the Cowboys have. And you can look down the line. We're 8-2. We have one of the easiest schedules in the NFL. So we could be sitting here at 14 and 3. Would you consider that a turnaround from where we are right now if we go if we go 6 and 1 down the stretch? That's my concern is we overrate our wins against easy matchups because the hard matchups are coming sooner or later.
1: Yeah, but 14 and 3 may get you the number 1 seed.
0: Okay, well, number one, three, and then what? You got a first round bye, and then the Cowboys come
1: into your house. Then you've got to turn around <laughs> and figure out how to beat them. Well, how about we do that before that? How about we do that now? It doesn't always work that way. You've seen the history of football.
0: Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. <laughs> yeah, but what he's
2: trying to say is that you can't just go go in there and burn the tape because they have uh, while it's not representative, they have been uh, recurring issues and that's the, the thing that you have to analyze and that's where you can't just burn the tape. If there are things that have shown up all season and just haven't been punished and this time they have been punished in a very, very, very severe way. That's when you have to react, because if you don't react, if you just burn the tape and just be like, OK, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, representative, it wasn't uh, what we are, you're still going to see these issues. You have to see this as a warning shot and as a, uh, yeah, as a push to uh, fix those issues that have been showing up all season. That's the thing I think Flip wanted to say. And I think that's why we can't just go there and, well, that wasn't just who we are. That was just a bad game. You can't just do that.
3: Yeah,
0: this is the positive, the silver lining from this game is this. You have an opportunity at eight and two to go into that locker room and say, look, fellas, we got a whole lot of shit to work on. And you make them watch every single play of that game to drive home that point. You don't throw away that tape. You make them watch it so that they're refocused and remotivated to go do what they need to do throughout the season.
1: I'll buy off on that. You sold me.
0: I couldn't have done it without
1: Jonas. So <laughs> <laughs> Jonas was great. Um, Matt, Matt, were there any yeah. highlights since we started with lowlights?
3: I mean, sure. Dalvin Cook, like I said, looked good at the beginning of the game. They just decided that they didn't want to use him anymore. Um, otherwise, I, I don't think that, that there are many you know, positives to really glean from this. Uh, I look across the offensive line. They look bad. I mean, Harrison Phillips, he, he looked good still again. Um, but yeah, I mean, good on like occasional plays, but not like consistently overall. I, I just the the team didn't show up today. I don't I don't see many many
1: positives outside of this. Anybody else with any positives? Andrew no, Booth got
0: me. his reps in. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Booth got his reps. <laughs>
1: Most of Mr. Wright's punts were good. The one short 35-yarder, I have no idea. Yeah, we always go back to the punter. Um, There wasn't much. I agree. Uh, For stats, Dalvin Cook ended up with 72 yards on 11 carries. Kenei Nwangu was the second in rushing with uh, four carries for one yard. Oh, oh, oh. Um, What? Yeah, according to the box score, that's what I'm looking at. Kirk Cousins, Alexander Madison was two carries for zero. Uh, Kirk Cousins, eleven for 20, or twelve for twenty three, one hundred five yards, four point six yard average. Absolutely pathetic. Mullins was five for seven with fifty four yards, seven point seven yard average. He did better. It was bad. The Vikings' defense came away with a zero sacks, whereas Kirk Cousins was sacked seven times. Tony Pollard
3: had more yards than our whole offense.
1: Yes, Tony <laughs> Pollard. Why well, I want to say Pollard. Pollard had a hundred and nine yards. That's funny, man. On six carries. That doesn't include. No, he had. 80 yards on 15 carries, and 109 yards on six receptions. That is a one-man wrecking crew. And we warned about that yesterday, that Tony Pollard Pollard made eat our lunch, and he did. Yeah, I mean, I- at some point.
2: Go ahead, Jonathan. At some point, uh, it's also funny that the Cowboys still treat Ezekiel Elliott as like their number one running back when it's really obvious that Pollard is the better running back mm-hmm. on this team. Well, they use both of their running backs, unlike, unlike us. So,
0: <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> Madison had two carries for no yards.
2: And Pollard is in a whole different category than Mattis.
1: Yeah. Just- right. And Ezekiel Elliott is good, but he's old, and he's great at pass blocking and power, whereas Pollard is go anywhere fast and get there. And he did it. He showed us today. And it's, it's interesting that in football, the the shell and the too high was come back in to defeat the passing game, and scores have been down for the most part. Well, the way to beat the too-high defense is to run the ball, and Dallas looks like they're set to do that. That's one of the reasons we're weary of the 49ers, is because they've got a good running game mm-hmm. as well. And unless you start bringing guys up in the box, that running game is going to – it's it's going to be impactful. I mean, the front line can only do so much. Yeah.
0: Matt Clifford asked a great question. Why do you think yeah. they didn't defer the coin toss?
1: The start of that, the game. That is a good question.
3: I think Kevin O'Connell trusts his offense in the, in the scripted plays that they, you know, typically call. Um, I think they're, they're one of the best like opening drive teams. If I don't have it in front of me, so I don't want to spit out some, some wrong stat, but I think they're, they're in the top half of the NFL in terms of of efficiency on their opening drive. So I think he just wanted to set the tone and uh, drive down the field score and, and, and hopefully, you know, let the, let the defense do their thing. Unfortunately um, a a very rare sack led up by Dara and cousins can't hold onto the ball and fumbles. And I think for some reason, any momentum That the Vikings were hoping to catch on that drive was seemingly lost on that exact play. I mean, everything after that point was
1: it was only the third play of the game. They went run run, then it was the strip sack. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a whiffed on that play. He may have gotten a hand on Parsons, but they was it was a complete whiff.
2: Yeah, but I just
1: hope also cousins got to go. throw the ball away. Yeah, but oh well, <coughs> a win and we clinch the division. So of course we lost. Uh, I don't think we would have clinched the division this week. I think I'm right, we have, we would there.
0: not have clinched quite
3: yet. Yeah,
1: I think it's, I think I it's
3: still a couple of weeks. It.
1: Yeah, uh, Green Bay didn't beat the, uh, beat the Cowboys last week and weeks. of course the Cowboys come back and whoop our ass yes we demanded respect after beating the bills and uh, we got it thrown in our face and which is fine put it back in the underdog range I think they play better that way
3: the Vikings are currently favored by three for Thursday's game
1: they should be pa- Patriots aren't that good yes cousins Santa
0: prime time defense on Thanksgiving. True. And this y'all is better not- eat those meals early. Y'all better eat those B. meals meal. early. <laughs> well,
1: will be all oh, fat, and belt unbuckled and full of wine and whiskey and good you food. You want to be on that
0: trip to fan in case yeah. things get, things get crazy. Yeah.
1: Uh, Matthew has no yeah. faith. He bets we lose on Thursday. Nah. Yeah.
3: Wow. Matthew. Man, you guys are all just jumping off after one game.
1: I know. That's just. Well, you knew they were going to, man.
3: <laughs> I I know. I know. It's just hey,
1: I agree. But yeah. Speaking of Thanksgiving, what are you all's plans? Jonas, you guys don't celebrate it over in Germany, do you?
2: at least not uh that seriously we have it but it's not it's not like a big deal and um yeah i'm i will have practice on that day so i i probably won't have a big feast (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: at least not at least not before practice but uh let's see what i can do after it i might actually uh go to sleep pretty early so I can get in a couple of hours of sleep before I uh wake up again for the game and then uh after the game I basically go straight to work so yeah I don't know not much room in there to uh to get a big meal in.
1: Gotcha. Flip, have you got any plans for Thanksgiving besides watching the Viking games in the evening? Uh,
0: Nothing that is probably too unlikely than the rest of us and all of our viewers just eating (laughs) eating some food with family members. And hopefully the iPhone cameras don't come out too much when the Vikings come on TV, 5.20 p.m. (laughs) kickoff Pacific time, which is a, a recipe for disaster on the West Coast with all the family around.
1: <laughs>
3: so we'll see what happens.
1: Matt, what's going on in the cities on Thanksgiving?
3: Yeah, we, we got to go to a couple different spots. Uh, my side and then my my wife's side. So we'll be traveling, but uh, twice the food, baby. Should be able to hunker down and and watch this team on Thursday night. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited. I yeah. Still still a lot of faith in this team. I today was shitty sure, and, but, but we'll be good. And it's it's really important that the
0: fans, you know, don't get off that bandwagon. This team exactly. will be fine. We've got an easy schedule coming up. And the way the NFL and the Viking schedule lays out this this year is the Vikings play on Thanksgiving. The Vikings play on Christmas Eve the Vikings play on New Year's Day. You're gonna be around your family for all of those games. (laughs) All right, so you need to think about this because, and and here's the key point is, a Super Bowl ticket is not cheap, okay? You're about to be around your family for all these games. A Super Bowl ticket is not cheap. Show joy and passion and happiness when watching your team play, play at these family events. Because that is going to make it easier for you to get down to Arizona, if that is what ends up happening to this team. So you got to be optimistic right now. You got to be happy, man. You got to all the all the kids, all the nieces and the nephews. They got to be Vikings fans at the end of this holiday season. You're going to be watching the game with them. Buy them some some Vikings blankets. Buy them some Vikings snuggies and teddy bears. <laughs> And you just got to do it all. Now is the time to, maybe to they earn all that goodwill. Maybe they're all goodwill
1: on those Super Bowl tickets, yeah? Yes, yes. that right. <laughs> I um, love
0: it. It's love it. the giving season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, not that uh, we need to harp on this game anymore, so we're going to look ahead this week. Tomorrow night we have Tyler Fornis with The Real Forno. He'll have his opinions on what happened tonight. Tuesday, are we going to have a show? Flip?
0: I I should be available. We'll check in with
1: Eric. And then after Thanksgiving, we're going to switch to Thursdays, right?
0: Yes. Yes, I would hope so. But again, you know, Eric's the man in charge. Y'all think I run that show, but it's really Dave and Eric. So (laughs) (laughs) they just tell me, I'm just here so I don't get fined.
1: Okay. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Wednesday, Matt, what have you got in store for the viewers on Wednesday? And it is a be yeah, we'll, Thanksgiving treat.
3: Hey, yeah, we'll have a, we'll, a couple pre-recorded interviews with some some New England guys. Uh, Chad Graff of The Athletic, everybody should know him. He's he used to cover the Vikings, so I'll be recording with him tomorrow night. And then uh, Jordy McElroy, who is the editor of the Patriots Wire out in New England, um, so a couple little interviews there and that we
1: will air on Wednesday. Outstanding. And then, of course, Thursday night after the game, we meet again with the final score. And it should be fun. Jonas will be there. The rest of us, you know what I look forward to on Thanksgiving? What? Pie. pie. <laughs> Football and pie. I love me some pie. So – with that, everybody, thanks for watching. We love you, and we will see you tomorrow night on The Real Forno Show. <laughs> thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, and ring the bell, and rate us on your favorite aggregator. And a special shout-out goes to our partners, The Daily Norsemen, where the best Vikings content can be found, and to Lake Monster Brewing, home of the best beer in Minnesota. This has been a climbing the pocket in SB Nation's Daily Norseman. you. skull everybody.